One word from God is able to change your entire world. The message you're about to hear will mold you to be a model to your world and bring you excellence, prosperity, success, healing, purity, and dominion over all forms of wickedness. Get set for an encounter of a lifetime to open up your heart to receive God's word from his servant, Bishop David O. Our series of teachings for the midweek service is captioned, What Wisdom Is This? What Wisdom Is This? We are talking about indescribable wisdom. We are talking about wisdom that is a mystery. Wisdom that requires deep explanation for people to comprehend. We're talking about product of wisdom that is not found in the marketplace. We're talking about wisdom that distinguishes the saints. The Bible describes this wisdom as the one that is ordained for our glory. The hidden wisdom. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it talks about those hidden mysteries which is ordained for our glory. God glorifies the church by the release of his wisdom. Unexplainable, complex situation and happenings. That's where God wants to take you this month. And that's where you will arrive this month. How to make things happen in an unexplainable dimension. As it is happening with this ministry. Castigators are tired. They have concluded. Leave them alone. Because they can't explain the happenings. Do you know that from this season, no one shall be able to explain the happenings in your life? Wisdom is not common. There could be common sense, but there is no common wisdom. Because if it were common, then everybody would know how to make it work. It's not common. I'd like you to have for your running text for our midweek teachings in Job chapter 28. We may not have the time to read it tonight because it's a long passage. But I'd like you to take your time to read it. Job chapter 28 from verses 7 to 25. It shows to us about the mystery of divine wisdom. How that it cannot be found in any place. But it is with God. And because you are with God, you are bound to experience this wisdom that comes from God in the name of Jesus. Say with me, what wisdom is this? From now, every step you take shall be a step of wisdom. Every step you take will be subject, I mean will be will be what people around you will begin to research. Yeah. 
You see, when you become a man that people are researching, that means you have become a model that cannot be ignored, a complex happening that cannot be pushed or brushed aside. Today, people come to this ministry to understudy the happenings here because it is now common. Not long from now, people will be coming around you to study the happenings in your life. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our example. According to Hebrews chapter 12, he said, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Everything you want to become in life is inside Christ. That's why Paul the Apostle said, Be ye followers of me as I am of Christ. Christ is our living example. He left for us an example that we should walk in his step. And looking at the life of Jesus, we saw him as the practical proof of wisdom that is from above. In Luke chapter 2 verse 47, even when he was young at age 12, people were astonished at his wisdom. They were astonished at his understanding. He was operating far be above his age. They were astonished at his wisdom. Some of the time when they saw the works in Matthew chapter 13 verse 54, they said, what wisdom is this? That these mighty works are done by his hands. Wherever there is wisdom, mighty works are the product. Wise people are never small people. Wise people are usually great people. Wisdom will make you emerge a great person. Wisdom, that's what wisdom does. It brings about the emergence of mighty men. This is why I know that your story of smallness is coming to an end. Tell your neighbor you will not be small again. Tell somebody else you will never be small again. Now, the scripture describes Jesus as the wisdom and the power of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 24. Jesus Christ in summary was described as the power and the wisdom of God. Which is to say, if you want to see God's wisdom, look at Jesus. Now, Jesus as well is described as the living word of God. I'd like you to follow this very carefully. He is the wisdom of God. He is as well the word of God. John chapter 1. From verses 1 to 5, in the beginning was the word, the word was God, and God was the word. And then in verse 14, he said, And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. So Jesus was word personified. Now, if Jesus is the wisdom of God and Jesus is the word of God, it just simply means that the word of God is the fountain for the wisdom of God. And that is to say, the kind of wisdom we are talking about is 
derivable only from the word of God. In all ages, Bible people are wise people. In all ages. If you get down to the history of the church, you discover that in every nation where Christianity is embraced, there is a dimension of wisdom that surpasses other nations. God's word is the custodian of God's wisdom. Which is to say, access into the word of God is automatic access into wisdom. Bible people are wise people. Bible people are wise people. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 15, 2 Timothy 3 verse, chapter 3 verse 15, Paul was writing to Timothy and said, And from child thou hast known the scriptures, which is able to make thee wise unto salvation. The Bible makes people wise. Bible people are wise people. That's why all of you parents, get your children to know the Bible. That is the most important thing that they should know. I don't care how much of mathematics and physics your children know. If they don't know the Bible, they don't know anything yet. I'm telling you the truth. That's why any day, any time, I'll prefer to put my child in the mission school where they will teach them about Bible. You may not know mathematics today, but if you know Bible today, it will make you a teacher of mathematics tomorrow. I know the story of a man, they call him Harry G. Letonior. By him, over 50% of the hearth moving equipment that were used in the Second World War was manufactured. This man was a dollar when he was in school. In fact, he was a dropout. He didn't know mathematics, so they dropped him out. Eventually, he discovered Jesus and made Mark 2, 6, 33 is you know motivating scriptures seek ye for the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you so as a result of knowing Jesus he became an owner a founder and owner of a university where he was teaching engineering and mathematics where he was a failure this book this bible makes people wise and from child thou hast known the holy scriptures which is able to make thee wise bible people are wise people bible people are intelligent people that's why today america is in the forefront because of the deposit of the bible in that nation you know something among the two hundred and fifty three people that wrote the constitution of america only three of them were not born again that's why that nation has remained solid bible people are intelligent people you cannot know bible and be a dummy it will teach you how to live that's the only sense of this book this 
book teaches people how to live qualitative and profitable life. It will teach you how to live long. It will teach you how to prosper. It will teach you how to live happy. It will teach you how to have good marriage. It will teach you how to live, you know, you know, a moral life. It will teach you how to conduct yourself as a youth. This book. And Jesus defining wisdom in Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 and 25, Jesus said, this is the wisdom of God. When you hear the word and do the word. So what is wisdom? Wisdom is hearing and practicing the word of God. Wisdom is the hearing and practice of the word of God. That is to say God shows you what to do and he empowers you to do it. That's wisdom. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. So God's word is God's wisdom. In Luke chapter 11 verse 49, he said, uh, Toss yet the wisdom of God. Talking about the word of God. Access to the word of God and the practice of the same is a gateway to the wisdom of God. Shout hallelujah. God's word gives you access to the world of exploit. Daniel chapter 12 verse 3. And they that be wise shall shine as firmament. You cannot be a dullard with the word of God at work inside you. Shout hallelujah. If I may submit by the little knowledge I have of God's servant Bishop Oedipo, what has given him such a placement is not the intellectual, you know, uh, acumen, but divine wisdom. Divine wisdom. Which comes via the word of God. It's my prayer tonight that in the course of this month, you will assess this dimension of wisdom. What are we saying? In the course of this month, we'll be celebrating the word of God. The word of God. Motivated towards the word in study. Deep study. And practicing the same as you have had it. If I can get you to be committed to study, then I have removed your name from those who are stupid. If you don't want to remain stupid, study. Study. He says study to show yourself. There is always a showing force for people who study. Study to show forth yourself. Study to show yourself. Which means don't study and remain in the dark. How do you assess the wisdom in the word of God? Number one, you must be born again. You must be born again. Matthew eleven nineteen. You must be born again. 
wisdom is justified of her children you must be born again and that is you must be regenerated you must have a change of position your heart must be changed wisdom is justified of our children wisdom is justified of our children like i said earlier in first corinthians chapter 1 verse 24 jesus is described as the wisdom of god which means that if jesus comes into you then wisdom has come into you does it make some sense If a rich man is allowed to come into your house to stay there, that simply means that the rich man has come with his money into your house. Won't somebody like that? If a rich man knocks at your door and he carries millions of dollars in his hand and he's genuine, you open your door to him. Especially with a promise that he will share with you what he carries. Will you shut your door? I'm not talking about 4190. Now in the same way Jesus is knocking your door. Saying look, I am the wisdom of God. If you allow me to come into your life, I will give you my wisdom. It's only a fool therefore that will not give his life to Jesus. Giving your life to Jesus is the wisest thing to do for you to gain access into the wisdom of God. So if you are here tonight, you are not born again, you have not given your life to him as your Lord and Savior, you better quickly do that. Rush at it. It's your greatest opportunity. Jesus, come into my life. I've been waiting for you. I want to live in wisdom no longer in foolishness. I see someone doing that tonight, enjoying the blessing of God in the name of Jesus number two thing to do to assess the wisdom of god is meekness 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 there is something about humble people that draws god close to them while others are looking for god god is looking for the humble psalm 138 verse 6 he said, even though heaven is far from the heart, yet the Lord hath respect to the lowly. He hath respect to the lowly. He hath respect to the lowly. God is always camping around a meek person. God always have his abode with humble people. God bows down his heaven to stay with the humble. God never minds what the house of a meek person looks like. He will go in there. But the proud he knows afar off. There is a permanent distance between God and the proud. No association. No relationship. And if God is not close to you, you cannot have access to his wisdom. Because his wisdom are his secrets. One of the secrets of Joseph's wisdom was meekness. He never felt too big for any assignment. They sold him as a slave. He was excited. 
he brought himself low. They put him in the prison. He was still excited there. In Potiphar's house, whatever assignment they gave him, he did. Whatever they asked him to touch, he touched. Whatever they asked him not to touch, he does not touch. And even when he became king in the palace, I mean, when he became prime minister in the palace, he was still humble to go around to do his, carry out his assignment. Genesis 41, 46. And Joseph went around all the land. He went around all the land to carry out his assignment. He was humble. May you receive grace for humility. That's part of the wisdom of God. In the natural, you have to put up yourself for people to recognize you. In the kingdom, God tells you, humble yourself and he will exalt you. There are two different things. The wisdom of the world says you better project yourself and do some PR and let people know you are there. But in the kingdom, it says, you humble yourself. Wait until you are asked to come up. Don't go up. The wisdom of man says, how will they know you if you don't go up? The wisdom of God says, it is me who project people. Humble yourself. And in due season, I will exalt you. Shout hallelujah. If you want to assess the wisdom that is in the word of God, number one, be saved. Number two, be meek. And number three, be joyous. Always be joyous. Maintain attitude of gladness and joy. Rejoice. Rejoice. What does that mean? Live permanently in excitement. Be intoxicated with excitement. Joseph was an ever excited man. Ever excited. <laughs> when he was in the prison, he saw two prisoners who were sad. And he went and cheered them up. He was such a charming person. The Bible described him as a goodly looking person. He was never down. Joseph assessed creative wisdom by the engagement of joy of the Lord. He was the happiest slave. The slaves are not never happy. But not so with Joseph. What a slave is looking for is the day he will be free. Joseph was not looking for freedom. He was already free. Inside him, he was because real freedom is inside. His body was restricted, but his spirit was jubilating. Joseph wasn't looking for freedom because he was already free on his inside. Joy frees people. You may be physically free and spiritually bound in your heart. He was the happiest slave. He was the most excited prisoner that ever lived. 
nothing could tamper with his joy. And that's why he became a wise man. You see, there is something that joy does to your brain. Joy is tonic to your mental faculty. Unhappy people are always classified as dollars. When we were growing up in school, in mission school, they, they get us excited with singing in the morning. In the assembly, you sing before you go to the classes. You sing songs of inspiration. That fertilizes your brain. It changes your understanding. That's why the singing we do, the excitement we engage in, is not just some fun. It is to energize the brain for understanding. Shout hallelujah. That's why when you sleep, Satan wants you to wake up with sorrow. Because he knows that early in the morning, God opens his radio station to talk to his people. But when you are sad, you are already blocking the waves that God is sending in your direction. Try it from tomorrow morning. Get excited. Wake up with joy and shouting and singing. And then suddenly, you will start hearing the voice of God coming to you. You wonder how we hear God speak to us daily. This is the way to it. This is the way to it. God talks to me every day. How? Joy. For with joy you shall draw waters out of the well of salvation. Isaiah chapter 12 verse 3. Joy is your vessel for drawing inspiration. For drawing life from God. Do you wonder how Solomon became the wisest? Because he was the most joyous. Solomon wrote 1,005 songs, which resulted into 3,000 proverbs. Ratio 1 to 3. For every one song that Solomon composed and sang, there were three wisdom, three proverbs that came with it. You want to assess the wisdom that is in God's word. Live joyous. Get excited. There is nothing to frown your face about. Perhaps you've heard me say, those who frown their face will freeze their brain. You deaden the brain. You fry the brain by frowning your face. Let me check your neighbor's face. Is he still frown? Advise him or her, don't freeze your brain. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. I can't survive frown faces. Amen. Have you observed that those who live frown, a frowning faced life are always repelling people from them? Always repelling. Nobody wants to come close to you with your frown face. Because they don't know what you carry in your pocket. You may be a suspect of suicide bombing. <laughs> Shout hallelujah. Joyous people are inviting. They are inviting. That's why See, if people don't like you where you live, you should find out, among other things, how your face looks. I have never seen an excited person that is not an attractive person. Every excited person is an attractive person. It's an attractive person. 
Somebody wants to greet you, your face is frowned. They don't know what is inside your mind. So they just pretend as if they don't see you, dodge you, and move so that you don't, won't contaminate them. Excited people are attractive people. And in the process of attracting people, they are attracting good things. From this day, the wisdom of God will walk upon your life. So if you want to assess the wisdom that's from above, get saved, live meek, and stay joyous. Get saved, live meek, and stay joyous. It's a new day for you. I say it's a new day for you. Nothing will tamper with your joy. Nothing will tamper with your joy. Nothing will steal your joy. In the precious this name. message has been a blessing to you. We'd like to hear from you as you send the testimonies to GoshenTestimonies at gmail.com or worship with us at Living Faith Church Goshen, Kilometer 26, Abuja Kefi Road. Jesus is Lord.